Hi, I'm Jill Starley Granger. I'm Alessia Horridge. And this is Shit Trips, the travel podcast about places we've been so you don't have to. We are travel journalists, and while we love exploring the world, this podcast is about the occasional glitches we'd rather forget and that you should avoid. Over the years, we've compiled a leaderboard of travel mishaps. We jet all around the world, and yes, it's true, we have stayed in palatial five-star hotels, sunbathed on perfect white sand beaches, but we've also eaten in dodgy restaurants, traipsed through some absolutely bizarre museums, and suffered embarrassing sessions with Chinese tourists uh, snapping selfies with us. And this week, we'll be talking about number 75, a thrilling peek into North Korea that didn't quite set our hearts racing. And uh, number 38, a cruise that uh, actually wasn't a cruise. Yeah. And Laura Golden, a fellow travel journalist. Hi, Laura. Hello. Uh, She's (laughs) going to tell us about a famous walk that she wished she'd sat out. And then we'll share some tips. And then we've got an unexpected pleasure that's worth seeking out on your next trip to Cape Town. So, Alessia, I've always wanted to go to Korea. Yeah. And you went recently. So how was it? It was a magnificent country. South Korea. Okay. We're talking about. Yeah. Uh, But, you know... I've, I've read this book before I went called The Orphan Master's Son. The Orphan Master's Son. Is this fiction? It's fiction, but okay. it is by a Pulitzer Prize winning author. It is fantastic. He writes for the New York Times about North Korea. So oh, it's fascinating. Fantastic book. I'm like fascinated by North Korea. So I'm going to Korea. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to go to the DMZ. So but, it's the demilitarized zone okay. between South Korea and North Korea. And you can get there from Seoul. Two ways to get there. Yeah. You either get the new fancy train, which is like 40 minutes. It's really oh. whizzy. It's new. There's screens everywhere. They it, tell you all about, you know, what you're going to see. Is it like one of those bullet trains that you get in Japan? It is quite fancy. I mean, it doesn't go... I don't think it goes as fast as a bullet okay. train, but it's fancy. But it's I've called futuristic. You didn't get the Well, new or fancy you're an train. idiot like me. <laughs> and you <laughs> don't book the fancy train early <laughs> enough in advance and it's booked up. So you have to go on the classic coach tour this with you know bad already. the guide, yeah. the guide at the front whose English isn't tip top. Uh, he's got a kind of um, historian, a local historian bent. Oh no, I hate the local <laughs> historian tours. They're the worst. Have you ever been on a good tour with a local historian? It doesn't exist. Jo. It doesn't oh, maybe exist. like a ghost tour. Do they count no, as local historians? Oh, don't even get me well, started. Maybe that's not good. Ghost <laughs> anyway, so you go. The DMZ is three parts, three stops. The first is. Um, a viewing platform where you can look into North Korea. Ooh. Sounds great. Okay, but like, what can you really see? Sorry, how far, like, what's the distance here? It's we talking far. like five miles? N- Do you know what? I'm not great with like actual lengths, right, okay. but it's far. Like, you need to, it's, it's binoculars kind All of distance. Right. And even with the binoculars, you really can't see that much. Plus, South Korea is a humid country, it's okay. hazy. Oh, yeah. It's cloudy, you can't see anything. Is it like all jungly? No, no, this is, there's a wasteland, you know, it's like, it's oh. all been cleared because it's, you know, they need to see people who are trying to escape across it so they can shoot them. Oh, Do Koreans know that you're looking at them? Is that allowed? Well, yes, they do. Well, the soldiers know. The, it's it's kind of, you know. So it's like a peephole into North Korea. It is. Well, um, it's, you know, you're looking, over, you're looking over a very high wall at another high wall. And then behind it, there are fake propaganda villages, which are what? villages that look nice, but nobody really lives in them. What? So is it like in those old westerns where they would just have like a... a 
it plasterboard like, wall painted. It is like that, that's but hilarious. on a much bigger scale. Oh my god, that's and so funny. And then they have a giant. You can just about see this like ridiculously huge statue of Kim Jong Un. No, he's the new one, isn't he? It's his father. Ill. It's oh. Kim. No, Kim Jong Il's father. No. Anyway, uh, details. It's a giant statue. <laughs> right. You can just about see it. You can't really see it. And you're peering in, in these binoculars. But, you know, there's a whole coachload of you. There's three pairs of binoculars things. And okay. you've got to pay for them as well. So you what? get about get about 10 seconds and it goes blank. You've got to put more money in. But they didn't oh, tell no. you you had to pay. So I've got no coins. So anyway. And also, basically, all you're looking at is some sort of fake towns painted on a wall. Well, exactly. And a, a creepy across statue. scrubland. Yeah. Okay. So all right. that sounds was, great so that's far. That's number one stop. Number Does it two, get better? Well, yes, obviously, Jill. <laughs> I mean, this shows about the most amazing trips you've ever been on, right? Um, okay. <laughs> stop two is the tunnel. So... The North Koreans dug lots of tunnels into South Korea. Like, recently, you know, we're really? talking the 90s they were discovering tunnels. Is this North Koreans trying to escape? No, this is North Koreans trying to invade South Korea. Oh, so they were going to, like, really run the armies good. through it. Okay. Yeah. This sounds quite good. I like a tunnel. Well, yeah, but it doesn't sound good that they're trying to invade South Korea well, recently. No. Well, you know, 90s. Oh, right, still, though. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, tunnels. You think it would be good? Not good. Okay. First thing about Koreans, they're short. Tunnels are low. Oh, I'm not tall. I had to wear a hard, a hard hat and crouch down okay. this tunnel. It's a long tunnel as well. We're not, uh, you know, you're Alicia, not... what are you like? Five foot six? I'm five six. Yeah. So my friend, Big Tall John, John, you'd have been all right in the tunnel. Yeah, I'd be just fine. So. I'm just, I'm very, I'm under five feet. I'd well, probably be okay. you too, probably, Laura. <laughs> but what about my friend, Big Tall John? He's six foot seven. How yeah. would he get down? Excruciating back pain for like, and it's a long tunnel. It's like a kilometre and a half. So, so you're, and also it's full of Chinese tourists. So. so do they not tell you this before you board that coach in Seoul? Well, I think, you know what? It's my fault. I should, you know, the leaflet's clear, but the leaflet does make it look really cool. Okay. It's not cool. So you go to the end of this tunnel, you walk all the way down. It takes ages. It's kind of clammy like, down like there. Like 10 minutes or something? Yeah, 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah, you're walking, you're Crouched walking. Over. You're waiting because you, you can't get past anyone. It's too narrow. Big Tall John's crawling on his hands and knees for yeah. 15 minutes. Okay. So then you get to the end of the thing and you're like, wow, at the end I'm going to be able to see North Korea. Yeah, you're really close, surely, by now. So you look through this kind of little hatch at yeah. the end. Are you not in North Korea by now? No. It's a no man's land, isn't it? No man's it? land. You're so you don't get to this... the end of no man's land? No, no, no. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be allowed, but I'm no, getting exactly. carried away. No, <laughs> exactly. Definitely not allowed. So you, you get to the end and you peer through this kind of perspex screen and you look and it's quite dark and then at the end there's a, like a bright room with a chair in it. Okay. That looks a bit skanky, the room. That's North Korea. What? That's what you see. That's insane. What is the that? That just sounds like some weird prop I that you would see in a play. Is. You know, you'd it, go to one of these like fringe festival sort well, of things. It looks like 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 a modern art gallery type of sort of you know installation. That, that's that's like in the corner, and you're not really sure if it's where the docent sits or if it's actually a piece of art. That's not North Korea. That's a weird room. But with it is an North Korea. <laughs> it's in North Korea. That's bonkers. And does anyone ever enter the room no, or sit no in the chair? No one goes in the room. That's you know. That's oh, North Korea. Anyway, so then you're like, well, this is rubbish. Yeah. Let's get going. And you have to walk uphill Okay. Uh, for, for a kilometre and a half. Kills your, Sorry. Kills your thighs. Or if you're over five foot yeah, two, while, you're while crawling uphill. Yeah, while okay. crouching. Sounds great. And pushing past Chinese tourists like who don't understand single file. That's stop two. Stop three. Oh, my gosh. Gets... Is 
Yeah, this is actually probably the least bad stop, I've okay. got to say. So there's this uh, train station, abandoned train station that they built when yeah. they hoped, you know, the relations were good between the two nations and they were thinking, right, we're going to do a, a train line between the two. And this would have been the first stop outside South Korea okay. for the train line. So all the, there's all these signs, they say, to Pyongyang. But to be honest, it looked not dissimilar from a French train station. Just you know, it had ordinary. the same kind of ordinary grey chairs. Okay. It was a bit eerie because it was empty. It was sort of like in films, you know, when there's been an apocalypse. And yeah, there's, yeah. You know, what were you imagining from the... Well, I was sort of... I don't know. You expect there to be loads of propaganda on the walls? Yeah, I thought it would be a bit more communist and funky. Kim you know, Jong-un's statues. Not, not funky, that's the wrong word. I mean, like... Some of that brutalist it, architecture, maybe. Yeah, enthralling in a sort of... Yeah. ...off... Otherness. So, way. what did you do there then? Well, I went to the Lule because oh. it was the only place they had functioning <laughs> toilets. Um, and it was uh, quite convenient because, um, well, no, inconvenient for me. So, my husband went to the loo, and while I was waiting for him, I got completely uh, inundated with requests for photos from Chinese tourists oh, because that I'm blonde. Quite sweet. And it was really sad. There was this other like tall black guy who also was British, but he was he was also popular. So there were lots of pictures with the two of us <laughs> together, surrounded He's by not a your husband. No. <laughs> Poor guy. We were giving each other kind of like pity looks, oh, and I was bless. like, "Yeah, this is terrible." No, and I think was, you secretly loved it. It was you hard. Did. No, she it did. was hard to get away. You know, we after, know Alessia. after ten minutes. Yeah, you know, my photo shoot face was hurting. This it was sounds, terrible. But this sounds like the highlight of the trip. Well. No, the highlight of the trip was to come, Jill. What? Oh, yes. It gets well, better? It gets better. I've got to tell you, have you heard of ginseng? I've seen it in tea or something. I don't really know what it is. Yeah, though. yeah. So it's like a health uh-huh. remedy. Yeah. It, they're, they're mad for it in Korea. Mad okay. for it. So because I got the coach tour, part a bonus of the coach tour is that on the way home, they take you to the ginseng supermarket. Oh. I was thinking, okay, this isn't going to be too bad. It's not going to be great. We'll go into the shop. We'll see some weird ginseng stuff. What does ginseng do for you? Just to... It's one of the world's most popular herbal remedies. Um, do we want and ginseng? It gives, you, it gives you energy, apparently. It lowers your blood pressure. It reduces stress. I think we have to say this is what they say it does. Yes. I don't think there's I'm any scientific evidence for, for any... Well, they know say you are, it LG. can um, treat diabetes and it helps a man get it. I really don't think it go. does. I don't... Reader, listeners... Don't listen to any of this nonsense. Unless you can sell you some, yes. though, I'm if sure you it, want some. I'm sure it tastes... In, is well, it like I didn't buy any, but I was, I was foolish to think that I'd get out unscathed. So you go in, and it's not like a supermarket where you can just go into the aisles and peruse. Yeah. It was a lecture on how ginseng oh. is grown, where it's grown, why it's amazing... And it wasn't like I could escape and go and just sort of hide at the back. We were the only people in this place. You know, they took groups around. They had these poor guides who were meticulously explaining all of the process. And it was so boring. If there's one thing that's going to make a holiday, it's a lecture. Exactly. I mean, if you, if your vacation is going down the tubes, lift it up with a lecture. That's it's what you want. Jill is not in for the educational <laughs> extras. No to historians, no well, to Well, I mean, lectures. if it was history, but ginseng. Oh, my goodness. So how long were you at this museum? Well, at least an hour. That's insane. I would say. And and because you go through the lecture bit and then you go into the hard cell where they oh my like, get out on the counter and they get all the different types of ginseng, like right? the different grades, and then they try and sell you okay. up. Is it a root or something? It's a, Yeah, it's a plant did and you, it's got like fleshy roots and they make them into tea and stuff. Did like. you buy one, a high grade one? I did not buy any ginseng. Oh, okay. I resisted. But you know what? Pretty much everybody else did. So obviously it worked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, you're there for an hour. People are like, well, I'm bored. I'm just going to buy some ginseng. I know, that's maybe my you guess. just like talk at them till they're so desperate oh. to leave that they'll just buy anything to get out of it. So there you go. Well, so Alessia, what should you do instead of going to the DMZ, which sounds it's dreadful. difficult. It's difficult because um, it's it, it's not easy to get a feel for North Korea at all in Korea because it's so separate. I would read that book. Yeah. It's called The Orphan Master's Son. There we go. Fantastic book. Well, just don't go at all. You could stay. I wouldn't go. You could and just... also a double extra whammy that made it awful was that it's actually a malarial zone. So if you go there, you can't give blood for six months. When oh, you or you have to take malaria tablets as well. No, Oh, no. you can't. Right. You can't give blood at all. Okay, so that Sounds was great. It's the only place in Korea. Well, Alessia, that does wow. sound truly. It was truly shit. Truly shit. And if I, I had, I really wanted to go to Korea before, but South Korea, I never really had a great interest in North Korea. Being sort of American and British, I figure I'm going to be top of their list for journalists that they want to sort of keep and put on display. It was never going to happen. However, um, you've definitely put me off it. Thank. You. Thanks very much. So, Jill, you went to Norway on a cruise. Yes, Norway. Totally different world to North Korea. Norway, one of the most beautiful countries on earth, incredibly wealthy, and it's famous for... why? What's Norway famous for? Being ridiculously expensive. Well, yes. Saunas? Is that Norway? Saunas? <laughs> no. No, saunas. The fjords. People, it's the fjords. The fjords. Do you know what makes oh, yeah. me think of the fjords? Have you guys listened to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. And it's got the... the um, What's his name? Barty. Oh, the re- the listeners will know what I mean. Um, and he designs all the fjords. And when he <laughs> built Earth, he did the fjords. But he did a good job. And then, and when they're making the Earth again, he got Africa. But he's just doing it the same with all fjords. Oh. For- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so he he did a good job with the slarty bark fast. That's his name. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know what a fjord is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For our listeners who don't know, who aren't geographical experts, it's well, where... Well, I obviously not. I thought so. <laughs> in Norway. It is where um, glaciers carved into the land and then they eventually, you know, with the Ice Age, it was all glacial. And so it carved straight into mountains. And then obviously later the ice melted and now you have the, you know, the water. And so it's these sheer cliffs that just go straight down into these beautiful glacial lakes. And they're all kind of blues and greens they're absolutely gorgeous sounds lovely but as we've already discussed norway is one of the most expensive countries on earth and so yeah how much is a beer jill well the cheapest beer we found on our trip for one small beer was 10 pounds which is like 14 dollars for one small beer (laughs) Norway's out we were very sober however (laughs) it's weather for the fjords though (laughs) we really wanted to go and to be fair it the fjords are beautiful But we wanted to go, and the main way that people go is they take these luxury cruises. But, you know, we're not rich, so we're like, oh, well, is there a cheaper cruise that we can take? Because we heard about this cruise called the Hurtigruten. Have you heard of the Hurtigruten? Yeah, do you know, I have, and I thought they were the expensive ones, but obviously not. That's the cheap way to do it. It's the cheap way, and it's about, you know, anything from a third to 50% the price of a normal cruise. So it's a cruise line? Well... That's sort of what I thought, Alessia. And when you book it, you book this itinerary like it's a cruise itinerary. So we went on it for three days, Uh and it turns out it's not a cruise line. It's a ferry, and it's very much a working ferry for local people. 
Well, at least it's not a cargo ship. I thought you were going to say you were like delivering the post yes. or something. No, it's a postal ferry as well. Oh, it is. It's it a is postal, a postal ferry. ferry. It's a postal ferry. <laughs> it's it a cargo it? ferry. It has cars on the ferry. Oh all of it. It is your classic working ferry. So very relaxing. Very uh... <laughs> right. So you, to be fair, though, it has cabins. I mean, some okay. ferries do have cabins, and the cabins are fine. I mean, I don't know. Are we I've, talking like Britney Ferries cabins? That's what like, I was thinking. I've not. I'm sorry. I don't have much context. They're functional. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, this is dire. Cabins had twin beds. There was a tiny bit of space between them, and there was a small bathroom. Okay. So what are you complaining about then? So it wasn't the cabins. So you get onto. So we get onto this, and first of all, that's you know we realize it's not a cruise. I know. I should have researched it more in advance. But then when you get on, the people who are on it, there's two types of people who are on it. You have very elderly British and American people, which is fine. You know. So they thought they're tourists. Yes, they're tourists. They're all tourists. So and they thought the same thing as you. I think some of them did. Some of them didn't. Some of them clearly knew a bit more. I'm not sure they really cared that much. I don't know. But then the majority of the people on the cruise are actually the workers who are going from town to town. So they might like work their shift uh-huh. and then they'll get off and they'll take the ferry along because the ferry stops like every one to two hours. So you get to meet the locals then. You can I mean, chat. they're mostly drinking large cans of tenets and smoking cigarettes out well, on deck. <laughs> they might have shared some with you since so beers are so expensive. <laughs> and they're all quite, you know, they've all been working hard at the docks or whatever they've been doing. They're all, you know, they're not really going to be chatting to okay. us. I'm sure their English is flawless because everybody's English is in Norwegian, but they didn't really seem approachable. I'll put it that way. They just seemed like they wanted to sit there and drink and smoke and then get off at their stop. Okay. Right. So, um, so on your first night, and then we go into dinner. So you have the buffet. Now, all of the workers, they're not in the dining hall. The dining hall is really just for the tourists. It's where the buffet is for the tourists who are doing it as a cruise. Uh huh. Now, you two know I'm vegetarian, so I always expect. She's so vegetarian. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't expect amazing food. I'm vegetarian, right? When I go to these places, I basically lived off potato salad for three days. That's fine, okay? But my husband is not vegetarian. So over the next three days, he had he had pickled fish, poached fish, fish fingers, fish kebabs, boiled fish, Fish, any way you can imagine, is what he had every meal for three days. Do you know what? I love pickled fish, though. Well, I love a roll mop. I love a roll mop. Do you mop. want a roll mop for every you meal? Because you should go on the hearse. I tried it, but I, I would give it a go. <laughs> Tim was fine. He likes pickled fish. You know, a little bit of pickled fish. But after after yeah. two to three days of fish, he was just like, is there is there anything else? So the buffet. But this is all inclusive, right? You know, It's all inclusive. It's much fish you well, can eat. Well, it's not all inclusive. But also I have to say the fish, even though you're on a boat, it did not look like it was the freshest fish. You know, it looks it's like pickled. it's pickled. Of course it's not the freshest. No, the pickled was not the problem. It was the other fish. It's, you know, the flaccid fish that has the <laughs> slime on it. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's fine. Great fish. But it just it didn't look appealing. So um, although it's all inclusive, that doesn't include any of your beverages. And by any, I mean even your water you have to pay for. So you either get that ship's water that comes out of those nasty tanks or you pay an insane amount of money for a bottle of water. And this is at every single meal. <laughs> and you can't bring your own water into the dining room. They're very strict about these things. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so Okay, look, so this sounds terrible. Yeah. Why were you on it again? 
For the fjords. Right, okay. Right. So, so can you, you see are, the fjords? Yes. So you, you've hit the nail on the head right there, Alessia. The ferry goes quite far out into the North Sea. Have you ever been out in the North Sea? Choppy, right? It's rough as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just so rough. I was sick the whole time. Not like, you know, really sick, but you just feel nauseous the Potato whole time. Potato salad sick. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then it goes into <laughs> the fish. So it sort of goes out into the North Sea and then it'll go into the next fjord because the fjords are basically kind of cut into the landscape all up and down the Norwegian coast. Right. So when you go into the fjords, the fjords themselves are beautiful. So yeah. I, that's not to be denied. They're absolutely gorgeous. And you can get like good views of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get amazing views going into the fjords. So that's how gorgeous. long was this cruise? Like, three how, days. It was three days. Okay. Three days. But you do five day itineraries, seven day itineraries, anything. Now, the work. Working people who are using it, they'll just do it for like an hour or two. On the one hand, this sounds great because you're going to see loads of local villages, right? Yeah. No. Loads of these villages, it turns out, are really unattractive. They just look like ramshackle places that you would not expect in Norway. I mean, in they Norway? Don't, are they, they not clapboard? And yeah, exactly. And the pretty still. ones are. And all the ones that the normal tourists would see on your normal cruises, those are those. But all the other little ones, they're just like shacks. I mean, they don't look like developing countries, but they are not attractive. They're no. just like... I did actually recently learn that um, in Sweden, the colour of houses denotes the... Uh, like, well, not position in society, but like what job you do. Really? Yeah. How much money you have for them. I mean, yeah. and so when you're in the pretty villages and the towns on the fjords, it's, you know, really colourful clapboard houses, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But these others are really dull. But the worst part is you're sleeping in your cabin and it's stopping at these towns all night long. And so all throughout the night, every couple of hours, suddenly they'll lower the cargo hold and it just wakes you up. So for three nights, we're getting no so sleep. Like, bang. And I'm seasick. And dehydrated. <laughs> yes. Because you've not got any water. Yeah. And so do you remember how I told you the clientele? Yeah. So I'm not sure if you are aware, but uh, I've not been on a cruise before. There was not loads of um, seating with views for, for the views. But apparently elderly people tend to get up very early, very <laughs> early. And they would get up early and they would nab all the window seats and they would just sit there until dark and they would not give up their seats. They would just claim them. How you know? do you claim them on a cruise? You haven't got a towel. They just sit you, in the, they would like just sit there like they'd leave their it? bag and then go, you know, Ooh. go for lunch or whatever. You know what you know what it's like. So that was also that was also a bit of a downer. Um, the fjords are beautiful, though. I highly recommend doing the fjords. The fjords if are good when you, if, it, yeah, and if you can see them through the windows that are being occupied by yes. all the old biddies yeah. who won't move. <laughs> Can't move. So, um, but here's my tip. Okay. So we took the Hertegruten for three days up and then we hired a car and we drove back down. That is definitely the best way to see the fjords because you, yeah, you drive and you go out on all these free ferries, first of all, that take your car over the fjords. Most of the time they're free or they're like a pound at most. So you were getting on the ferry that you paid for? No, different ferry. Okay. Different cute little, little ferries. Little, little cute little ferries. Ones. Yes. And then you can also pay for quite affordable boat trips out into the fjords when you're in these towns. So, you know, we would stay in the pretty towns like Olesund and Bergen and yeah. Flam. And you can just pay for boat trips and go out so much better. And actually not that expensive doing it that way. Okay. So there we go. So have a cruise in a car. Have a Cruise in a car. Nice. Yeah, see the fjords in a car. Forget the ferry. Yeah. Nice. So, um, Laura. Yes. Now, I understand 
that you went to Hollywood and you were quite excited to do something that we all want to do when we go to Hollywood. You went in search I of fame and fame and fortune. So excited. I did. I, I'd never been to LA and I was super, super excited about um, the Walk of Fame, Hollywood Boulevard. I just wanted to walk down and soak it all up and I thought... Naively, it turns out, I thought this is going to be so glamorous. I know, well, it's in every film, isn't it? About LA, it's like all the walk of fame, even like Pretty Woman. It will yeah. go, maybe that's more of the genre of actually what you get, like but, prostitutes walking around. It? Well, <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't. I, that would have been fine. It wasn't that. It was just, you know, when you see people queuing up for Madame Tussauds and, you're, and there's a huge, huge queue, and you're like, why are you queuing up to see? statues of people that you can watch or you see on the TV all the yeah, time yeah, like yeah. people you're familiar with and you see on your TV especially screens especially before the selfie you know when you could post you know yeah. on Facebook and things like that you could just have a snap like framed in your house of you with a waxwork yes. well no but I never got I never got Madame Tussauds I never got why people queued up no, I was like we neither. see these people all the time why are you doing this well, it's like that, but weirder. Okay. Because instead of wax statues, you have all the people that are queuing up at Madame Tussauds on a pavement looking at stars. Okay. But, they're, you know, they're just pink stars. Oh. And, you know, if you particularly want to see Meryl Streep, you've got 2,500 pink stars <gasps> wow. to sort through okay. to get anywhere near... Meryl Streep star. And when you find it, you're like, uh, well, I, sh- I should have realised that this wasn't going to be that exciting because it is just her name on a pink star on the pavement. Oh, is it like her handprints in it or something? No, that's, no. that's elsewhere, the handprints. Oh. I, I'll get to them. Oh, but... I'm confused because I thought that's what it was. No, this, this, is mainly, this is mainly the stars. So it's just stars in the pavement. Pretty much. That sounds really shit. And I think well, what I found super shit about it actually was that I thought it would just be all Meryl Streep's, you know. Yeah, no, but that's, actually, that's the weirdest thing about it is that that it's really arbitrary the process you go through to get a star because I looked this up afterwards. Okay. And so like Clint Eastwood doesn't have a star. What? But Lassie the dog does have I a mean, star. So how like, does it work? I don't like is Clint Eastwood the... and I do like Lassie. So frankly, I'm in favour. <laughs> well, maybe of that. you're on the committee. <laughs> Is there a committee? Is yeah, that how it, it's a really it? weird process. So to get a start, someone has to nominate you, and yeah. that's usually like your film studio, studio sure, or something. Yeah. And then you have to write a letter saying, "Yes, please. I, you know, I really badly want a start, and I promise, hand on my heart, I will definitely turn up." to the um, unveiling star ceremony. Yeah, because you yeah. always see that the pictures in the press when it happens. Yeah. Well, that started that um, procedure that you had to say that you would go there because. Bruce Springsteen had been nominated for a star and he didn't show up and that really embarrassed like the star no. committee. I do they like were Bruce not happy about that. I like him, he's brilliant. Yeah. Well, he's too cool for a star. Obs. So then you so you have to go through this process and then you have to pay like a considerable amount of money. I think it's like thirty thousand dollars or something. What? Something like that. So hold star. on, hold on. This I, is like a mile. Is it a mile? It's more than a mile. It's it's like eighteen blocks, however long that 18 is. Eighteen blocks of people who have paid to have their names engraved on stars yeah, on the pavement I, I so mean, that people can walk over them every day. I don't know if specifically they pay for them or I think the maybe studio, the studio, studio might pay. pay for them but still, why? It's weird. But someone why? paid for Lassie's star. Why? I'm just saying someone paid for Lassie's star. Well, why she was would a good you dog. do that? I, it's a, well, I don't it's know. It's a piece of... It's, but it's like an iconic thing, isn't it? It's but like, it's like a bit of side It's like an iconic rubbish it, thing. That's not the worst thing about it though. The worst thing is the people that go to see it. So, like... Well, Laura, she was there, no, so I'm with you. Did, but, <laughs> Laura, did you get down on the floor 
and have pictures taken with you lying on the pavement. I didn't kiss the star. I didn't kiss the star. Do people kiss them? I I, am. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure people do also. I don't know what they do with the stars. Why wouldn't you? But and there's also like weird shops, like you know, you can buy a plastic Oscar gong or whatever. Which I quite fancy one of those. From but there's also. Like bright boxer stores, so like you might go and see a star and then pick up some fluorescent boxes. Okay. Because why not? There's loads so of shops selling boxes. It's is weird. it in a nice part of town? No, that's the other thing. Hollywood Boulevard's quite ugly. Okay. So the it's stars not, are tedious. But LA is great. Yeah, I like LA. This, yeah, that part of town's just a bit rubbish. I have to say, when I went to LA, I loved it. I was there for a week. Did not make it to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is well, that that's the first is? thing that I did. And so yeah. now I'm pleased. I was always like, oh, I should go back. I miss it's that. The, it is the first thing I did when I went to LA. And I had exactly the same experience. And what they don't tell you is that, like, the, the Walk of Fame, yeah, it's, it's really underwhelming. And then all the weird shops. So there's these shops that are packed with tacky souvenirs. Oh. And then there's some weird kind of sex shops. Yeah. Like, and then there's, uh... like, these, um, they have these kind of weird converted trucks full of tourists that are going around Hollywood homes. But they look like... Um, you know, in like neighbours, they always, you know, in in Australia, they call them utes, don't they? They're like, you know, I don't trucks. know what that is. It's trucks that have... Normally, like like a gardener's truck, and you have a little the booth at the front, and then at the back they've put like stadium seating in it, and it's oh, got, oh I know what you mean. tons yeah. of tourists in it, yeah, and they're going around in these weird trucks. See, that sounds fun to me. <laughs> it's totally weird, and then the street performance. <laughs> yeah, um, loads of people dressed up as superheroes and all sorts of weird mummies and was and that not was that not vaguely entertaining? Well, it's okay, but I mean, you get them everywhere. No, but the, the costumes are rubbish, though. They're, they're, they're not the best, and yeah, you're supposed you have to be really careful not to get snapped with them because then you have to give them a massive tip. What? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. but anyway, what about the theatre? Well, so I thought I'd console myself by going to the Chinese theatre, which is the really iconic, really cool-looking theatre that's. People have been, they've been holding premieres there since like the 1920s and 30s. It's very... Isn't that where they do the Oscars? Man's Chinese Theatre. Oh, do they do them there? Do they? Ta- is that well, where they... they used to. Yeah, I don't I mean, think maybe they do not them anymore, there anymore. But I think that's where they originally held the Oscars. I could have made that up. But that's but let's also go where it. you get your handprints and your footprints and stuff. Ah. So you've got people measuring their hand like, oh, it's bigger than Judy Garland's. Okay. Oh, is that... <laughs> so if you've seen inside the theatre when they've shown any premieres or whatever, they, it's a beautiful red velvet auditorium with yeah, gold yeah, yeah. palm trees. It's super lush. It's gorgeous. So I thought, well, I'll go and sit in that room and that'll make up for it. Yeah. So I went to see some film that I definitely didn't want to see and I can't remember what it was, but it might have been Transformers. Oh. So. <laughs> Something well, not your first great. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what I didn't realise was, as well as that beautiful room, there is six screens like in a sort of back alley next uh, to the theatre. Okay. <sighs> and so, I booked my Transformers oh, no. ticket into, into your... one of those cinemas, which is just like you An know ordinary... going down to some multiplex, like an Odeon or whatever. Standard, yeah. yeah. And then sat through this film I didn't want to see. What? And um, came out again and looked at Judy Garland's hand, and that was that. It is funny because when you when you see the entrance where all the handprints are and stuff, like I genuinely couldn't imagine that the Oscars theatre cinema was there because it just is so underwhelming, isn't it? Like it's this door, 
Yeah. That looks kind of a bit Chinese. It's not like magnificent, is it? Well, no, it's not, I mean, no, I mean it's, it's kind of naff, but quite cool. I quite like it's naff. You like it's, naff. Yeah. And then you've got the handprints, and it is actually quite funny though, because like the most recent ones are much bigger than the like the ones from the nineteen twenties and thirties. Actually, the the feet are smaller. Oh, because Ooh, people were smaller then. Oh, I should have lived back then. But who's to I say? I mean, size. they could have got children making the footprints. No one well, knows. Sure nobody knows. knows. Who's but it's not fancy. There's no frames around these oh. things. They are literally, it's like someone's laid some fresh cement and someone's coming <gasps> and being like, ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> should we do that? Should we start our own here in London? <laughs> The travel journalist. Well, so other walk people can be underwhelmed. That's right. <laughs> where, where are you going to put them, Jill? Uh, in front of my flat. Who do you reckon's got the biggest hand? Oh, it's not going to be me. So when I was in LA, the thing that I really enjoyed that I thought was actually going to be hokey and quite similar to that was hokey. The, what's ho- that? Yeah, what's hokey? hokey? Uh, you know, cheesy and lame. Hokey. Is that, oh. That's an American. Word, I guess it's an it? American thing. You know, being so, half American. That's that's me. Anyway, the thing I thought was going to be not very good, to put it in British terms, um, was the <laughs> Warner Brothers studio tour. Have you done that? Yeah, but it's supposed to be brilliant, isn't it? I didn't do that. It was fantastic. Yeah. Loved it. And so you, you go... You sit on the Friends couch. You get to sit on the Friends couch. We saw the Gilmore Girls <gasps> set. I mean, all sorts. It's, and we saw the Big Bang Theory um, where that was being filmed. I mean, just, you know, it's not like highbrow, but it was very entertaining. So that's Jill's tip. Laura, what is your tip? So if, if you oh. want to get some Hollywood pizzazz... Well, I mean, Beverly Hills is amazing. Like, it was, you know, it's not the... Well, it's one of the first things that you think of. Very day or drive, Hollywood. baby. Yeah, I mean, it's... just That's a, got all the old school glamour and the Beverly Hills Hotel and... You just walk you know, around. Just go and have a drink there, I suppose. I mean, nice. there's so many great things in L.A. It's yeah. just... Yeah, yeah. I love L.A. The most famous... It's true. You've got to, you've got to resist the impulse to go... Hollywood, let's go to Hollywood. Yeah, because it's, it's just it's, not the best bit. It's except, not. Except for the Warner Brothers studio tour, which is not, it's in, not Hollywood. in Hollywood. It's no, not it's in not Hollywood. Hollywood. They no, go. you're right. Hollywood's just shit. Just skip. Although West skip Hollywood. Hollywood is fun. Yeah, but that's kind of different. That's different. All right. That was great. Thanks very much, Laura. Anytime. Okay, well, the final thing. We're going to end on a high after all of that shitness. Uh, Jill, you have been to Cape Town recently and come across an unexpected pleasure. Yeah, now I love Cape Town. It's one of my favourite cities. And when I've been before, everybody goes to the famous beach where the wild penguins are. It's called Boulders Beach. It's about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes from the centre of Cape Town. It's still technically within, like, greater Cape Town. And you go there and you have these um, raised walkways and you look out onto the beach where the penguins are. And Does that's it all smell fun. poo? It's a little bit smelly. It smells more of fish. Penguins are pretty smelly, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but that's great. That's no that's no unexpected pleasure. I knew I was going to love that because penguins are adorable, right? Yeah, and there's like hundreds of them there, There are right? hundreds, and they're wild penguins. These are African penguins. It's a species that only you only get in Africa. They're little diddy ones, aren't they're they? Really, they're really, like, they're like Mini kind of, penguins. I don't know, like up to my kind of thigh. That's tiny. Yeah, very <laughs> Tiny. They're, you know, they're bigger. Up to your thigh. I'm like, that's the biggest penguin I've ever seen. They're bigger than seagulls. They're much bigger than seagulls. Okay, well, so you've seen, yeah. you're seeing hundreds of them here. Hundreds but of them. Yeah. Unexpected pleasure. So when we left, though, right, you go out into the car park, and then um, I just saw a few people with towels going a bit further away from the main entrance that we went to, and I followed them. Do you follow people? With I, follow, I mean, who doesn't? Why wouldn't you? Uh, so I followed these people with towels, and I saw they went to this other secret entrance that oh. is really not obvious. 
and you go down some steps and suddenly you're at a human beach where you can actually stand on the beach. So at the other one, you're at these raised platforms. You're at a human beach, lovely little kind of cove and people are swimming. It's not very busy because very few people seem to know about it. And the best part is there are always about five to 10 penguins hanging out there in the water so you can actually swim with the penguins. And you can't do that on the beach with all the penguins because no, it's stinking fish. You can't get it's near not them. allowed. You're yeah. not allowed. That sounds brilliant. That's cool. And, and they're wild, so they come and go as they please. So it's not like they're captive penguins. And they're not scared of you, like no. they don't see you and nah. waddle off. Nah, man, they come over, they poo on your foot. That's what they did with me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky. That's a whole different type of shit. Right. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, we want to hear about your shit trips. So you can email us at trips at shittrips.com or post on our Facebook page or tweet us at shit underscore trips. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Laura, what's your Twitter handle? Um, I can't remember it. I don't really tweet. <laughs> well, you, can't oh, follow Laura. you can't follow Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow Jill. She's at jet underscore set underscore Jill. And I am at Lessie Bella. Thanks for listening.